They say there is no I in team. They say that coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is progress. And working together is a success. Together, we can serve our neighbor. Together, we can unify our community. Together, we can be light in the dark. Together, we can. We need each other. We rely on each other. We hold on to each other. Let's do this together. Hi, Mike. There I am. Well, our volunteer appreciation, like Jeremy talked about, is coming up this next Sunday night, and we want everyone to come to that. If you uh, come to LifeSpring, even if you're visiting today, we want you to come. It's going to be a blast. Again, we're going to watch uh, The Greatest Showman. There might be some singing. Uh, I, I can't say that there won't, because I love singing to a good musical. So, um, Jesus. <laughs> Well, uh, I did want to let you know that I'm very grateful for this last season, the last 12, 13 months. We've had so many of you serving uh, during 2020, 2021, uh, really staying engaged at a level that I'm just so humbled by and impressed by. So I wanted to give you just a quick list, a just real short list of um, people that uh, have been serving uh, during this season. And I lie, it's not a short list. It's actually three pages long. So um, hold your applause till the end. But here we go. Uh, bulletin inserts, Jeanette Mateo, Next Level Teachers, David Messinger, Kent Ross, Pastor Rich, Laura Rano, Pete Wilmot, Life Groups, Marcy Mayer, Laura Rano, Set Up, Tear Down, Facility and Maintenance, Joe Henderson, Mike Perry, Daniel Jones, Chuck Koval, and then also Jody Owen and Angie Jones when they're willing to help. Sound, Video, and Tech, Tucker Mayer, Diane uh, Jordan, Dave Rano, Rick Juman, Kelly Putman, Emily Faber, Will Ross, Steve Neff, Women's Ministry Team, Gina Britt, Mary Neff, Lori Koval, Debbie Kuykendall, Kyla Ferris, Mary Mersh, Mersh, Bursch, <laughs> uh, Men's Ministry Team, Dave Rano, Ray Mayer, Dave Jordan, Counters for the Tithes and Offerings, Bobby Wright, Deanna May, Bob May, Kent Ross, Autumn Morrison, Terry Juneman, Marcy Mayer, Ushers, Andrew Andrews, Randy Ford, Daniel Jones, Ray Mayer, Melanie Peterson, Terry Juneman, Hospitality, Emily Faber, Greeters, Susan Dornell, Linda Falstrom, Kathy Ford, Joe Henderson, Debbie Kuykendall, Lori Koval, Shelley, uh, Sheila Lapitan, Marcy Mayer, Autumn Morrison, Grace Nagy, Steve Neff, Mary Neff, Julie Ross, Catherine C., Tara Soule, Pete Wilmot, Monica Wilmot, Security Team, Dave Jordan, Emily Faber, Melanie Peterson, Scott Freiberg, Andrew Andrus, Will Ross, Youth, Will Ross, Tucker Mayer, Angie Jones, Ashley Bergren, Young Adults, Pete Wilmot, Monica Wilmot, Ashley Bergren, Worship Team, Fred Lapitan, Alan Kuykendall, Will Ross, Scott Harden, David Messinger, Ryan Chavez, Mary Bursch, Randy Ford, Laura Ranow, Kyla Ferris, Emily, uh, elementary teachers, Linda Folstrom, 
Kelly Putman, Steve Neff, Marcy Mayer, Kent Ross, Andy Jones, Ashley Bergen, Leo Hayes, Nursery, Laura Rano, Kyla Ferris, Grace Nagy, Vanessa Holscher, Marcy Mayer, Debbie Kuykendall. Can we give it up for all these amazing, amazing people at LifeSpring Foursquare? Woo! Hey! I love it. And that leads me so well into today's passage. As you guys know, we're on week three of a, a series we're calling This is Church from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14. Today, open up your Bibles, your tablets, whatever you got to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to start in verse 12 and we're going to go all the way through verse 27. 1 Corinthians, that's right before 2 Corinthians. <laughs> all right, here we go. Verse 12, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body. Everybody say one body. Amen. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body... It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not nigh, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. See, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Just where he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but here it is again, one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker, they're indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. Amen. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Amen. It's a familiar passage. The danger with familiar passages, we go, oh, I've heard this one before, and we can easily tune out. So we're changing things up a little bit today. Uh, I really believe that God has a word for us. In fact, I'm going to ask some of my favorite people in just a second to come up on stage, share some of their personal stories of being a part of the body of Christ. I hope it stirs us up a little bit, but before I ask them those questions, I did want to just say two things about uh, this passage I just read. First, if we can get up 1 Corinthians 12, uh, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. So last week I talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I, I just loved last, last Sunday. Man, what a powerful Sunday that was. But we talked about the need to be activated, to be alive, to be awake, to, to be filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit, clothed with power from on high. Now, I love... 1 Corinthians 12, 13, because it's telling us, this is so good to me, no matter your background, no matter your social status, economic status, political status, we are all baptized into one body by 
one spirit, the same spirit. That's powerful to me because whether you're Jewish or Greek, whether you're slave or free, whether you're in incorporated county or unincorporated county, whatever, like you have been brought in the name of Jesus, you have been brought into one body by one spirit. Praise the Lord. And you see this unfold in the book of Acts. And I can't wait to get to the fall. I just I'm just itching to get there because you see this unfold where the Spirit falls at Pentecost, right? We've talked about that. We talked about it even last Sunday. We talked about it a lot at LifeSpring. But the Spirit falls at Pentecost. But on that day, everyone there, they were all Jewish, right? It fell on a Jewish group of people. But what was cool about it is they had come from all these other countries, different nations, because they were there for the feast. So there they are for Pentecost, and the Spirit falls on all these Jewish people. Praise the Lord, right? They believe in the name of Jesus. The Spirit falls on them. But then if you go to Acts chapter 8, Philip, because of the persecution, he goes out to Samaria, and the Samaritans believe in the name of Jesus. Hello, right? Have you guys heard the, the, the struggle, right, between Samaritans and Jewish people? You, you guys, uh, through the Gospel of Luke, if you've been here at all for the last three years, you know that Samaritans didn't really like Jewish people. Jewish people didn't really like Samaritans. But all of a sudden now, Samaritans are gathered into the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. And Jewish people are now gathered into the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. That means, anyone making the connection, that Jewish people and Samaritans are now what? One body. Does that get anybody else excited that Jesus can bring a group that didn't even like each other together in the name of Jesus? But then you go to Acts 10. I mean, it gets better. Peter has that vision. Peter goes over to Caesarea. When he goes to Caesarea, what happens there? He meets a guy named Cornelius. Cornelius. He is a Roman centurion, a Roman centurion who uh, is non-Jewish. He's a Gentile, and his whole household has the spirit fall on them so now you got jewish people you got samaritans and you have non-jewish people greeks romans now coming into the kingdom of god all in the name of jesus bringing them in you just see god bringing people in, bringing in every ethnicity every religious background every social standing into his church the spirit is baptizing us as individuals. Thank you for coming to church, by the way. It has been so good the last three weeks. I wouldn't want to miss it. But baptized in the name of Jesus individually, but also now baptized into his body. Again, one body. Fired up. I'm fired up today. There's such a future for this place. I'm so excited. I got my laser eyes on, like laser eyes fixated on Jesus today. Like I am fired up the body of Christ. Church is awesome. Again, at my funeral, you're going to be like, Dan, love the church. When other people were running away, I just heard Leo say this the other day. Leo wrote this book on the book of Revelation. I don't understand half of it, but Leo Hayes wrote this book and he said, when the persecution comes, false Christians scatter. And yet I've been so proud of you, the way that you guys have pressed in. You've pressed in. You've pressed in. One body. The church is awesome. Where the faith that has come in this place, the faith that has emerged in this place has been amazing. The joy of the Lord, the joy of this house that has been in this place when everyone has had a mask on. The joy of the Lord has been in this place. It fires me up. Church is awesome. Yeah. I love it. Church is this beautiful place. It's diverse people coming from different backgrounds, different even religious backgrounds. Again, I I love the Chosen series because it kind of highlights just how much these guys were so radically different. These ladies and women, they were just radically different from each other, and yet they were brought in 
in the name of Jesus. Again, some of them didn't even like each other before they were Christians. They wouldn't have never hung out together. Uh, If they were in Walmart, one would have went left, one would have went right. But here they have a unity in the name of Jesus. And again, it's a very diverse group of people. That's so beautiful. That's why, like, I can be here and I can hang out with you. I can swim in this pool called Life Spring, and we don't have to agree with everything. Isn't that nice? That there's unity, but there's also diversity. Some of the food you like, I don't like it, but that's okay. Some of the music you listen to, like, who would listen to that? But that's okay. Why? Because there's great diversity even in our unity. But then this is when it gets really awesome and really fires me up. Church, a diverse group coming together from all the nations coming in to be one body. Now, even in that one body, a diverse group of people united in Christ, one body. Now, even our our unity gets expressed in very diverse ways. You just saw that list that I talked about. And that list, by the way, was only the stuff that going on in the four walls of the church. And you know that the church isn't bound by four walls. That, that's just a sliver of what God is doing in his church. And so you see it played out every day in local churches like this or Mission Woods Presbyterian or North Hill Adventist, wherever you are, you see this diversity being played out. Different people with different abilities, different talents, different gifts, different assignments, each playing their part but all the while supporting each other, working together, linking arms together. Again, I'm so thankful for the last series. Those of you that when I looked to my left or I looked to my right, you were there. When I was crying, you were there. When I was shaking, you were there. When I didn't know what to do, you were there, you were there, you were there, you were there. Again, I love the church. I will give up my life for the church. I love you, church. Praise the Lord. This is church. Harmony, peace, not division, but unity and diversity, unity, power, Praise the Lord. And Paul calls it the body. The body. The body. Think about a human body. Different organs. Different functions. Someone the other day told me they finally figured out what the appendix does. So that's cool. But I always used to say I was the appendix of the body of Christ. But I guess it's got a function. So who knew? But different organs, different functions. Same way with the church same way. Some of us do ministries that draw a whole lot of attention. Others of us do ministries that's kind of behind the the scenes. That means some ministries, they get a whole lot of praise. Other ministries seemingly are overlooked. So that's why Paul steps in. I love what he says. He goes, hey, man, we got to realize, like, don't fool yourselves. One, if you're up there, you're not that high. And if you're that low, you're not that low. Like, come on, every part is valuable. Isn't that good? I love the way he writes it. Just reading that today, it was firing me up. He says every part is needed. Every organ is needed. Every part plays a vital part. Again, I said this last week. If you're missing, I notice like it's unhealthy. We're not the healthy body of Christ that we were meant to be. Every part needs to be operating. Every part needs to be functioning. And when any part is missing, that body, that physical body is unhealthy. And it's the same with the church. And any part is missing, that church, it's going to look unhealthy. By the way, that means that nobody needs to be feeling inferior. Again, every part is needed. That also means none of us need to be thinking of other people as inferior. Again, get off your high horse. We're all needed. We're a team. I love that video. We're a team, and each person has a part to play. As some of you guys know my passion. When I was, I was a basketball player, but my passion was be the, to be the sixth man. Anyone know what the sixth man is? He doesn't start. 
But he comes in. He's the first guy to come off the bench. And the sixth man, to be the sixth man, you needed to have energy. I was like, I got energy. You had to have some just fight. You came in. You weren't going to play a lot, but you were going to just lay it all out for the time that you were in. That's always what I wanted to be. Unfortunately, one of the starting point guards, he got so mad, he punched a chair, and he broke his hand. So I had to start my junior and senior year. So I didn't get to be sixth man. But still, I, I just, the passion to play your part. Play your part. I love it. First Corinthians. This is 1227. Put that one up on the screen. This is a charge to you, church. He says, now you are Christ's body. And individually, you are a member of it. You are a member of the body. That's why it's so weird when people are like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but you know, I'll never go to church again, or I'll never be a part of the church again. No. You are Christ's body, and individually, you are a member of it. You're a part of something way bigger than yourself. It's not about you. It's about Him and His Spirit and His body and what part you get to play in His body. You're a member of His body. We need you. We need you. We need, I don't care how old you are, male, female, I don't care. We need you. Every part is needed. If we're going to be healthy, we need every single one of you. We are having dreams and visions here. I mean, it has been incredible. It's palpable. We have like almost $50,000, praise the Lord, in that forward 20 fund now. God is doing something there. Praise the Lord. It's palpable. We can feel it. But if we're going to do what God is calling us to do, every person needs to play their part. By the way, what's really exciting about that, there are people we don't even know that God is calling right now to come to LifeSpring. I just believe that in my heart of hearts because he has things he wants to do. And he goes, Dan, you will not be lacking. Dan, you will not be lacking. I am calling people to unincorporate King County, to Edgewood. I'm calling people because I got plans and I got things for you to do. That's a word for us today, church. And before I invite the, the team up here, I just wanted to say this. If you're struggling at all with what your part is, and man, I always am struggling, like all the time, like what should I do? And even as a pastor, like what does it even mean to be a pastor? And I do this, and, and I don't do that. Like if you struggle at all, like in my eye, an ear, an appendix, you know, big pinky toe, whatever you are, like if you struggle with that, listen to this. This is Pastor Steve Shell talking. And he's talking right about this place. He goes, the first step toward knowing your place in the body is look within your heart and reflect on where God has given you a special compassion. I want you to think about that phrase. If you're taking notes, write it down. Special compassion. Where the Lord has given you a special compassion. Because he says no one can minister to all people. He says each of us is only capable of what? Of being one part of the body. So he says it seems that the Lord has placed a very specific special compassion for a very specific area of human need inside of each of us. Or maybe you've heard it this way. It's a holy discontent. When you see something, you're like, hey, that's not right. Or that's not okay. Or someone's got to do something about that. Guess what? That's probably a special compassion for that area, isn't it? And maybe God is calling you to do something about it. So this is a great place to start. And, and I want to ask, again, three very special people up on stage to uh, kind of explain their part. Again, we got Pastor Randy, Tucker Mayor, Pastor Mary. Would you welcome them to the stage? Amen. Thank you, guys, for coming up. Tucker, so good. Oh, my goodness. I just have to say before we start that I grew up in a Baptist church, and up on the platform, they always had the big, anybody else, they had like the big stuff with like the back that came up, and that's where the special anointed people sat. And so I'm like, this is what it feels like. It's pretty awesome. 
But it wasn't rattan or wicker or whatever. This no. Great. Can we just make sure we never do that ever at LifeSpring? Like, hey, Pastor, I got a really good idea. How about you sit? No, I'm not going to sit up on stage the whole time. Well done, worship leader. Well done. <laughs> well, I do not have you up here uh, for that reason, but I do have you up here because, um, again, we're all trying to figure out, navigate what it looks like to be a part of the body. Uh, I think even that evolves, that changes. There's seasons. Um, even we know that there's seasons in different locations. There's seasons at different churches. There's seasons in different states and different countries. Right now, the McIntyres are on their way home from Kenya, from furlough, which is so exciting. We're going to see them next Sunday, so come on out to church. I can't wait for that. But um, in this specific season, you know, what does it look like to play your part in the body? And again, we know that uh, there's a part to be played in the four walls of church, but we also know being a Christian Monday through Saturday, like how do I play my part in the body of Christ in a real world with some real issues and real struggles, but how do I play, faithfully play, my part? If every part is truly needed, how do I play my part? So, Tucker, I thought maybe I'd start with you and maybe tell us in your own words, what does that look like? And maybe give us even some examples of how you're playing your part here at LifeSpring. Uh, so for me, I I do, I often say I'm, I'm just the video guy. <laughs> uh, but... Every time someone hears that, they're like, what, what do you mean, just the video guy? But, um, so I uh, mainly do video. So I take what's up here and make sure you can see it on your phone or your computer when you're at home and can't make it, um, which I think is awesome. I just love the technology and all that stuff. But um, that's that's my passion as well as youth, which we've been actually transitioning to in-person, which has been really cool. Um, awesome. It's, I mean, Zoom... Hey, tell them what happened Monday night. Oh, so we've been doing the game night. We just, this week, this, this last Monday, we did our first in-person youth group, and we had 16 students. 16 students. Yeah. It was awesome. I was, I was just so <laughs> shocked. I was like, this is so many kids. It's awesome. Um, so yeah, that's been really cool. Um, and then on Mondays, I don't know, um, Pastor Dan and Pastor Jesse Mendoza have been doing a, a podcast and, uh, I've been working with them and, uh, Brayden to do that. And that's been really fun just to be, see what God's putting on their heart and just to be a part of that. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Tucker, you, uh, have been here for a long time mom and dad how long has he been here since day one so you've been here for 20 years how old are you are you 20 yet (laughs) (laughs) no i'm 24 24 yeah so you've been here your whole life and and it's so special to see you you know stepping up and and doing the different things that you do here at lifespring and and thank you can we just thank tucker and he's not just the video guy amen that needs to be removed from your vocabulary forever. Um, well, let's go. Yeah, let's go, Pastor Randy. Um, we all know you as Pastor Randy, but you are a firecracker, of course, here at the church. I, I love that. But yeah, in the shirt, you're very awesome. But what I love about you is it doesn't end when you go out these doors. And all of us have experienced your pastoral care uh, beyond just a Sunday morning. 
But maybe you could just kind of give us some of your thoughts on what that looks like throughout the week, Monday through Saturday. And you can even go beyond what you do here at the church and what, what does normal life look like. Good morning. I love you. <laughs> uh, what a p- privilege to, uh, to uh, be in ministry. I've had the opportunity of being an assistant pastor for the last 35 years for about six different pastors. And something to do with church, whether it's teaching Sunday school or TV production or whatever require, whatever the Lord says to do, I have the, the, just the desire to do that and do it as best as I can and give all the praise and glory to God, right? Amen. That's what we do. So, um, so 35 years and 10, 11 years with Pastor Dan. He came about the same time in January of 2010. And uh, we've been running together and crying together and laughing together. And <laughs> I think you actually have me by like a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. But uh, it's just been pastoral care is one of the, the titles that, that they put us. But all of us, this is what I want to say. It's not just Pastor Dan or me or Jeremy or any of the other pastors. We got And Rich, I mean, that's, we got like six or eight pastors uh, in this church. But you are pastors too. And whoever's in your world, you're the pastor to those people. We love to do the things that pastors do. And, and really, a pastor is about shepherding. It's being there in the time when somebody needs to hear the Word of God, have someone pray for them, somebody love them, somebody hack and laugh with them, be there when somebody's dying, be there when someone's having a baby. Hmm. <laughs> It's such an awesome, awesome thing to be involved in people's lives, and I encourage you to be the pastors. And uh, the things that pastors do, of course, is is uh, strengthening the weak and funerals and weddings and baby baby dedications, feeding the flock, helping with practical needs, uh, counseling, leading by example, move people closer to the relationship with God and Jesus, letting them know that there's. There's more to what they're doing and where they're stuck, that Jesus can lift them out of that. Uh, love like Jesus. Laugh until it hurts. If you know me, I'm crazy, and I love to laugh. And, and most of you are still praying for my salvation because I'm not sure if I'm saved with whatever comes out of my mouth. Cry, <laughs> cry when others hurt. Have the eyes of Jesus. In here, we do it really good. Out there, to have the eyes of Jesus. So I just want to t- talk about three people real quick. Johnny Rocket, Tanner, and a guy named Rico. Johnny Rocket, I drive the school bus. I drive the school bus uh, for Piop School District, elementary, junior high, and high school. It's an amazing mission field, especially with pandemic, all the masks and all the stuff, and the kids are just messed up. And, and uh, I'll go back to Tanner. Tanner got on the bus, junior high kid dropping the F-bomb like crazy in the bus. And whenever I hear that, first I get on the microphone, but then I finally go, I, when they hear the bus stop, but when they hear the bus screech to a stop, they know that, and then they hear me get out of my seat. And so I've talked to this boy, and I said, that's inappropriate. That, not on my bus. Not on my bus. These kids don't need to hear that. You're better than that. And I said, look at my eyes. You can't see my eyes with this stupid mask on. But my eyes are smiling because, Jesus, I wished I could say that, but because you're a great guy. 
So about a week later, I'm driving the bus. He's walking back from the store with his buddy. And how am I doing the time? And he's walked back from the bus, and I can see him going, that's, that's, a, that's bus driver Randy. That's bus driver Randy, you know. Well, he doesn't like me. He doesn't even talk to me. He just blows me off. But he's walking across the street, and, they're got, and all of a sudden, they see me, and they're waving, and they're smiling. I'm waving back, you know, to these kids. And Tanner, just a week ago, he, he was off the bus for whatever reason. But anyway, I think he got suspended from school. And I said, man, it's good. It's good to see you. He was in the back of the bus, and I was hearing the F-bomb. I said, come on, buddy. And so all of a sudden, he comes to the front of the bus, and he's sitting right next to me. And I said, hey, Tanner, I've been around people a long time, and I've, I've known people, and I've, I've seen people. But I want to say, I, I know I hear, because he, he talked about how his mother hates him. His mother hates him, and you wouldn't believe what these kids are dealing with at home. And I said, I know this stuff you're dealing with. But I want to tell you, when I look at you, I see somebody that's smart. I see somebody that's intelligent. I see somebody that has a heart. I see somebody that's a leader. And that's the person that you're, that's underneath all that stuff. But that's who you are. And I think you're the greatest kid in the world. <laughs> That's what we can be doing. That's what you can be doing. You're the greatest kid. And I get on the microphone, and I say, you guys, I just want to tell you, you're a bunch of knuckleheads, but I think you're awesome. I think you're rock, and I want you to have the best day ever. In fact, before you even go any further, if you in any way work in your real life, work with kids from... You know, cradle to college. Uh, would you stand yeah. real quick? Be brave. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Amen. And wait, you gotta be. You gotta stay standing. Sorry. You gotta stay standing. Sorry. Stay standing. Stay standing. Stay standing. <laughs> Pastor Randy, would you pray for them? Uh, this this is such a special part of the body of Christ, and. Uh, I can't imagine doing what you guys do, but let's let's pray for them and, and be in agreement. Now, stretch out your hands for these guys, Lord. We just thank you for these people that are that you have called to be in such a time as this and to be involved with uh, uh, children and kids and schools and and Lord, they have a big heart. They love you so much, and you've put them into a situation where all the kids of today are got so many distractions and so so many deep so many deep hurts and mothers that say that they don't that they hate their kid but Lord be with these people strengthen them, let them know that the power of Jesus is in them and without them saying a word about Jesus that they're radiating your love your presence and your joy into these kids Jesus name, Amen, Amen. got one Amen. last thing My daughter graduated from nursing school just yesterday. 44 years old, raised her family, and then decided to become a nurse, and she did it yesterday. But one of the things they did is they sang a song during that, and it's from Kathy Tricoli, and it just is, uh, Go Light Your World, and that's my encouragement for all of you, is Go Light Your World. So carry your candle.
Everyone remember this little light of mine? Hold your finger up. Like, come on, hold your candle up. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So, carry your candle. Run to the darkness. Seek out the hopeless, the confused, and the torn, and hold out your candle for all to see. Take your candle. Go light your world. So, carry your candle. Run to the darkness. Seek out the lonely, the tired, and the worn. Hold out your candle for all to see. Take out your candle. Go light your world. And the last part, because we are a family whose hearts are blazing, so let's raise our candles and light up the sky. Praying to our Father in the name of Jesus, make us a beacon in the darkest times. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise God. We love you, Pastor Randy. We're so thankful for you. And, and what I love about Pastor Randy is, again, it's, it's not a show for him. It's his real life. And he's morning till night, uh, just uh, the real deal. What I love about Pastor Randy and Kathy, too, if you've ever been to their house, you'll step through the door and you just feel the peace of God. And I go into a lot of homes that are they're pretty intense. Like, I go in, my job is pretty intense situations. And I love going into those rooms. I love going into those places. I love bringing Jesus into those rooms. But it's, it is nice to be able to come into your house where it's just the peace of God. And, and praise the Lord for Pastor Randy and Kathy. I, I also want to, is, is if there's anyone in the last year who has sent a card to someone else. I think this is such a powerful way that the body of Christ has been uh, represented uh, in this last season is in those touch points. Because we lacked, you know, community. We lacked uh, potlucks, those types of things. And yet... I know there's several people who would write cards, and even the cards that I would receive in the mail, I just cherish those. So if you had written a card of encouragement, that light of the, you know, the shining your light, in any way during the last year, would you stand? And I just want to celebrate you. Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Amen. I just want to pray over you. Lord. I just believe this, that these were seeds that were planted. I, I believe that there were people that were at their last legs that were probably wondering if they even could go another day, and yet those cards were divinely inspired, divinely written. They were divinely sent at the right time. They were divine appointments in those mailboxes, and they brought life. They brought light. They brought refreshing. They brought uh, just joy, Lord. They brought comfort. They brought. I, I just know that there's been such a brokenheartedness in this season, Lord, where, where there's a heaviness. And yet these car, cards were just Jesus with skin on. It was just the hands and feet of Jesus. I just thank you, Lord, for each one of these people who are faithful to send those cards, Lord. Would you encourage them, Lord? And may even now, Lord, their, their light, the, the light that they've shown, Lord, through that faithfulness of sending those cards, would you encourage them? I just sense it, Lord, that you're saying, do it again. Do it again. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Yeah, thank you. Amen. Well, Pastor Mary. Pastor Mary, I, I wanted to bring you up because you have been busy. You have been extremely busy, and it hasn't really been with stuff here at the church as much, even though I know you're doing stuff here at LifeSpring. But uh, I thought you could share a little bit about how we as a local church have been playing our part in the larger body of Christ because we do believe that. I mean, you've noticed at LifeSpring we have a role to play, and we're good at some things. We're not as good at other things, uh, but... We were never meant to be the entire body of Christ. Uh, we are a part of the body. And so maybe, uh, Mary, you could share a little bit about on that level. Yeah. Um, so God has given me a really cool um, 
opportunity these last couple of years to um, be a part of a group that is really focused on connecting the larger body of Christ kind of in the Puget Sound area. Um, and it started with, um, how many of you have been to the large retreat that we were a part of in Bellevue the last couple of years? So a few of you. Um, so it was a group of churches that started a retreat together. And I think um, my friend Janelle Martin, she's uh, her and her husband Kai, pastor out in Aberdeen now. But um, they started it with like three churches coming together um, for a women's retreat. And then it turned into like four, and then I think it was five, and then it was 12. Um, It made this huge jump. And so um, I was able to be a part of that first leading our own women and taking a group of our women to just kind of be a part of that. And then after that, being a part of the team that's now uh, planning and preparing and making the space in the event for um, basically any Foursquare church up and down the I-5 corridor to be able to come and be a part of. And how cool to be able to get to meet people that you would not normally get to meet because we, you know, tend to kind of just be in our own geographic area, which is totally normal. Um, but you get to connect with people. Again, it's, a, it's really about connecting. It's connecting the body of Christ. It's connecting them in ways that you wouldn't be able to. And out of that, the Lord has also allowed me to be a part of a group that is connecting, even on a larger scale, uh, women leaders from all over the district as well. And I don't know if you guys know, our district actually goes all the way to Wyoming, Um, and Montana and Idaho and Washington. Um, So it's a pretty big district. And it's really neat because I have, we have pastor friends that are in Wyoming and it's, they're pretty isolated because they're very far away from, uh, the Seattle area is kind of the hub of the Northwest district of Foursquare. And as you go further east, it kind of spreads out and there's not as much availability for um, encouragement and getting to know other people. And so um, our friends, Uh, and Cassandra, my friend from Wyoming, was able to come and be a part of what I'm going to tell you about next, which is a cohort of women that come together from the Northwest District and get um, the name, oddly enough, Pete, you mentioned the word immerse today. The name of our group is called Immersion, um, and I will tell you what the mission statement is, but it says women called to ministry leadership in the Northwest District of Foursquare Churches are identified, immersed in ministry training and culture, and activated to operate in the full call of God on their lives. Um, and so it's, it is a eight-month time for women to come from all over and to be... It's, it's training. It's also going deep um, within. There's counseling there's coaching, um, there's assessments, but really it's just more community. And at the end of that eight-month journey, we then release, and this first group, we just did a local one here. The Laura Ranow and myself and Debbie Mendoza have all been a part of this same type of cohort down in Arizona, but we just did our own up here, and we just released out into the body of Christ 24 activated and empowered women leaders who are going to go to their smaller bodies of Christ and they're going to make a difference. And their part is now clarified and their part is now 
empowered and their part is like they get to go be that part with passion just like you were talking about. Um, so I have a picture up on the screen. This, uh, you can go back to the last one. This was our graduation group up here. So those are the new, uh, the people that helped put it on and the new group of women leaders that have been sent out to their churches um, to go and make a difference. But, um, and then the next one is just some pictures from the summit that we had just a couple of weeks ago, um, which was the culmination of that group. But um, yeah, it's been really cool being able to play a small part in a group that's playing a part in connecting specifically women um, in the larger body and then on a bigger scale, empowering and activating women leaders who are then going to go out, you know, and they, we've had women that have been shot out all the way to Arizona and Florida, so, so it's making an impact not just locally but also nationally and internationally. Amen. And I, I love that about Life Spring that we do have a heart for other churches. We have a heart for other leaders. We spend a lot of money. We spend resources. We spend time on people that will never enter this building. And I love that. I was going <laughs> to I was gonna say, it. if I can interrupt, that we uh, just had a leaders connection yesterday. And I was able to invite women from Integrity Life to come. And one of them actually did come. And it was somebody I hadn't met before. So it's a way to even connect the body outside of Foursquare. It's just... Christians and and people and we did you all did have a play a part to play in that cohort where uh, there was some financial assistance given um, as well and so we as a body you know you guys are a part of that you're a part of so much more than what happens in this building and I know a lot of times you're not even aware of how far those gifts go but your gifts have gone all over the world Amen. You know, I'm just going to be honest. You guys gave for October Pastors Appreciation. You gave a lot. And so we had, you know, a lot of us up here on stage and we, we divvied it out and it was amazing. But even there, we, there was a lot. And so as a council, the council decided that we would use some of that to appreciate pastors in other churches. And one of the pastors wrote me right away and said, my church uh, forgot Pastor Appreciation Month this year. And he said, you don't know how much that meant to my wife to be appreciated. And I, I just adore you, Lifespring, for the way that we're playing our part. But I wanted to do something as well. As we, as we close and we get ready to close, I am sensing that some of you maybe have a job change or a shift in uh, vocation out in the real world again and you're not wanting it just to be another job but you really want to play your part you know shine the light in the darkness uh, and do what god is asking you to do it, it's so it's feeling again it's feeling like it's more of because we all have to work and we get that like you got to have a job but you're fi- you're sensing that the lord is leading you into something um if you might be so brave if, and i think there might be several of you but if that's you would you stand? And we just want to come into agreement with you and pray for you um, as you try to do what God is asking you to do. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, this is, this is a powerful thing because it's the sensitivity to say, God, I, 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 I want to be faithful to, to use what you've given me. And, amen.
Well, let's pray. I, I just believe God kind of wants you to know that he sees you because <laughs> there's a struggle in that as well. We've all struggled at different times. I'm like, where, where's my part? What's, what, what am I to do? And, and so I think the Lord would want to encourage you. Can we just pray for these beautiful people? Lord, I know these people that just stood. Lord, they're, they're some of my favorite people in the world, and, and they're going through even hard things, Lord, and, and yet they've been faithful to, to do what you've asked them to do. But they're sensing something, Lord. And I just pray that it doesn't always line up this way, but Lord, we ask that their job, their place of employment, would begin to line up with that place of special compassion, that place of specific compassion, that, Lord, would you open the doors for them to be able to walk into that and be able to begin to just operate in their gifts, operate in the way you've made them, Lord, to be able to do what you've called them to do, to be able to express that place of special and specific compassion. Jesus, Jesus, just lead the way. Open the doors, even now, Lord. Just more, Lord. Just just do what you can do. Even this week, Lord, would you begin to give them the email, give them the text, give them the, the randomly, seemingly random, you know, job opportunity. Lord, that you would just begin to work. Just begin to move, Lord, in ways that only you can do. Just strategically move the pieces that need to be moved, Lord. Do what only you can do. Do it now, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, church, uh, anything you would like to add before I release you <laughs> from from the the hot seat? Um, anything else you would like to say? Okay. Well, can we thank these three for being up here? And amen. You're dismissed. So, church, you have a part to play. Babe, I'm about to create a mess for you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Braden, I'm going to need your help. All right. So we're going to put these together in this big bowl for you. But um, we want to hand these out to you, actually. Because you do have a piece to play. Thank you, Brayden. Um, sometimes, it's down. You know, sometimes we just do church, and man, I've been in church my whole life, and I get what that looks like. But I'm fired up. Like, God is doing something. By the way, we had two salvations Monday night as well. Jesus. Jesus. And so, we need everybody... Um, and again, we don't, it's just not about here. We need everybody like in our region. We want revival, not just here. We want it in our region. And we want it in our homes. We want it in our workplace. I was trying to see if he's here, but he's not here. We just had a gentleman come into Edgewood who's starting a new nonprofit for families, uh, for healthy families, a Christian that's wanting to unite all the churches, and, uh, and, and he wants to do ministry for men specifically. And uh, healthy men, healthy families. So excited about it. He's, he's struggled to find, you know, uh, opportunities to do that uh, in some of his other places of employment. So he quit his job to start this uh, because he wants to be able to really advocate for healthy families uh, uh, in a way that would encourage men uh, as well as uh, their kids.
So we, we have a lot to do. Uh, we want to uh, pray for you as... Um, I just sense this. I, I sense we, as Christians, and I close with this, we get just stuck in these little holes of like what it means to be a part of the body. And we want to release you from that. Some of you got to get out of the box. <laughs> Whatever box you've been in, it's time to get out. Uh, we need you to obey the creativity that the Lord has placed on your heart. Because there's, there needs to be new ideas. Same gospel, same God, but now is the season for new ideas. Now is the season to try new things. Let's, let's try. And, and some of you, you just, you, you know it. Like you have a fire burning within you, and yet you keep on just going up against the wall, and you keep on stopping. And your pastor is speaking from a mic, just saying, I sense that the Lord is telling you to go for it. To go for it. And so we really do need everybody playing their part if God uh, is going to do what I think he's going to do. He'll do it in spite of us, right? But we want him to do it through us. Like, come on. We're the church. We're the body of Christ. So would you stand with us? We're going to stand, and we're just going to invite his spirit to come. Holy Spirit, you're the one who distributes different gifts to different people. You're, you're the one who does what you do. Lord, you're the one who gives us different service abilities, different serving abilities, different ministries. So we open up our hands. Some of us need to just have that posture of opening up our hands. Uh, we, we open up our lives to receive from you whatever you'd want to do in us in this moment. Some of us, the dream is already there. You just need the Lord to breathe on it again. Pastor Jeremy, we just pray right now over you and Fredrickson, LifeSpring Fredrickson. We just pray the breath of God just to breathe over everything that you put your hands to. Jesus. Jesus, even with that expression of the body, that different parts would begin to show up and play their part. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's people in this room that feel like you've been playing your part for a long time, but maybe it's your family, maybe it's your workplace. I, I don't know where, but there's something about your current life circumstance where you feel like you're playing your part, but you feel like as you look around, others aren't playing their part. And you've gotten really discouraged. And you're really tired today. And I think the Lord is just asking you to keep playing your part. <laughs> keep playing your part. Be faithful. 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 Be strong and courageous. Be faithful. Be faithful. Persevere. Endure. Be faithful. Be faithful. The Lord's saying a fruitful season is coming, but right now you just be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful in that marriage. Be faithful in raising your children. Be faithful in that place of employment. Be faithful in the way that you've encouraged others. Be faithful. A season of fruitfulness is coming. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless 
this group, Lord. Bless these people, Lord. Even now, Lord, as we leave this place, as we go to our other, uh, to our real world, Lord, would there just be a joy in all of us? A just a joy in all of us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. A joy that comes from the Lord. Worship team, you can come on up. We, I, I want to sing another song. I, I, I don't think we can close this without singing about being in the house of the Lord. Come on. But Lord, we just thank you, Jesus, right now that you are doing something. Even more, Lord. I just... This is silly without your spirit, Lord. The empowerment of your spirit. The equipping of your spirit. Some of you right now, just be hungry for it. Be hungry for the Lord. Be hungry for his spirit. Be hungry for his spirit. Just If my words are confusing you, don't even listen to my words. Just hear the voice of your Father speaking over you right now. His plans, his purposes, his destiny is calling over your life. Just let him, just even now, just pour in to you. Just receive. Receive from the Lord. 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 Some of you, maybe not, maybe not even from this state, and you're, you're, you're just visiting today, but I just say receive from the Lord. He has plans for you. I, I know, Tammy, your parents are here. I adore your parents, but the Lord says, I adore them even more, Pastor Dan. I love them. Receive from the Lord. Receive from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I, I just pray this right now, Lord, we, as we go back into our place of employment on Monday morning, that we would see that we've been empowered and we've been equipped. That there be an effectiveness, Lord, an effectiveness as computer designers and, and as uh, program, uh, software programmers, Lord, as nurses, as, as, uh, as business owners. We would be effective in our businesses, Lord. We would be uh, lights, Lord, whether it's tax day or whatever it is, whatever we're putting our hands to, Lord. That there would be a fruitfulness, Lord. That we would play our part well. We'd play it well, Lord. That the world around us would begin to just see a healthy body, healthy Jesus, as your church rises up and plays our part. Lord, I pray that over LifeSpring, that every ministry would be filled. Every desire, Lord, that you have for LifeSpring would be filled, Lord. That there would not be one place where we'd be lacking. That there would not be one organ missing. That every part of the body would be here, Lord. We pray that each person would realize how valuable they are, Lord. That when they're gone, we miss them, Lord. I just pray even as we emerge into this new season that you would send more people, Lord. More people to do this work. This is not a work uh, that, that only a couple people can do. That This is going to take hundreds and hundreds of people to do the work that you've called us to do, Lord. Would you send in hundreds, Lord. I just pray hundreds, Lord, that you would bring in more workers, more workers to this region. Because I've always felt, Lord, that when Seattle just begins to be just... just begins to be transformed by the power of your spirit i just feel like that's a trickle that's going to reach the entire world that when revival comes to seattle that that thing is that thing has legs and that thing is making it all over this world so lord just bring them in lord if if texas got all figured out then send missionaries from texas i don't know just wherever lord just send them lord if ghana's got it figured out send missionaries from god just send them in lord that this work would happen right here, right now, in this region. That this would be the place where people say, look what God is doing in Seattle. Look what God is doing in the Pacific Northwest. Thank you, Jesus. Just do that, Lord, even now, Lord. Just bring uh, just a fresh wind, a fresh fire of your spirit. Just we receive from you, Lord. We receive from you, Lord. There's someone in this room right now. You just, yeah, just right now, the Lord said that you're trying to learn Spanish because you feel like that's part of you, playing your part. The Lord says, learn it. And, and you were, there's a party that's like kind of gave up on it, but I think the Lord's just stirring you again, saying, learn 
man, she's going to use you uh, to, to, to be able to speak to people, to minister to people in such a beautiful language, Lord. I, I just I feel like the Lord's just encouraging you. Pick it back up. I don't know the software you use. Turn it on again. Uh, learn that language. The Lord wants to use you in that way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.